Timmy. All right. We got Tim Couch, as always, on Monday. Tim, thanks for joining us via the Gridiron Guys hotline. Good Tim. to see you. And Tim, Good to see you guys. take it away. Tim, your thoughts on Friday's game. Let's start there. Well, I thought it was interesting. You know, I think, uh, you know, the obvious thing everything that everyone wants to talk about is Deshaun. How did he look? And just anxious to see him back out on the field for the first time. And, you know, he looked rusty. You know, he, he overthrew some balls. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, he had a couple drop passes and his day could have been fairly solid. Uh, I thought he looked good in the pocket. He moved around well. Uh, but, you know, I think the receivers, uh, you know, just uh, kind of let him down. But I think, you know, the biggest thing that jumped out at me was some of these rookies. Uh, you know, the plays that they were making out there, they looked uh, like some of these draft picks looked like they're going to be players. You know, Ford looked good. Uh, Isaiah Thomas looked good. Emerson had an unbelievable pick six. So uh, there, there were some good things in there. I thought the defense looked really good. They were flying around getting to the football. Uh, but offensively, they got, uh, you know, they got a long way to go, especially in the passing game. You know, Tim, you mentioned uh, the drops. They were both by Anthony Schwartz. You, you mentioned the yeah. rookies look good, but Anthony Schwartz was a rookie last year. He was a third-round pick. And right now, to me, he looks like, you know, like, again, I'm not basing this on just this preseason game. It's mostly based on last year. But what we the body of work so far, although it's not big, on Anthony Schwartz has been very unimpressive and not worthy of a third-round pick. Are you starting to worry that he is not worthy of that third-round pick, or you need to see a lot more? Yeah, you know, I definitely am. You know, I, I kind of, you know, I remember when he was in college, you know, I thought, you know, he was just kind of a speed guy and the, the, the production really never flashed at you. You know, he wasn't a guy that was out, you know, you know, catching the ball consistently and making plays consistently. But, you know, when he got once he got the ball in his hands, he was electric, obviously he's so fast. But, you know, I think it's just like you said, it's been up and down. Uh, throughout his career and uh, you know to start the preseason in week one with two balls right in your chest to drop those is, is not a good look uh, so hopefully you can get it together and uh, and some somehow find a way to be a little more consistent out there Tim were you surprised that uh, Jacoby Brissett did get any any playing time I, I if it was me I would want to I want to want to get out there and get my feet wet a little bit now we got two games I know they want to give him some reps during the inner squad stuff with the Eagles but I was kind of surprised he didn't get no reps what do you think yeah, I was definitely surprised. You know, I think you're talking about a guy that's obviously going to be your starting quarterback week one and in a new system, you know, so I, I think that's the biggest thing for me. You know, I, I, I certainly would have wanted to play if I were Jacoby. I would have wanted to be out there. But, you know, I guess, you know, I'm sure Stefanski and his, his staff has, has a, a certain plan on how they want to how they want to divide up these reps and what they wanted to see. Uh, you know, I think they saw some great things from Josh Dobbs. You know, he looked really good, man. He was impressive out there, making plays all over the field, uh, throwing, the, throwing the football really accurately down the field, extending plays with his legs. So he looked really good. But, you know, I think with, with uh, Jacoby, you know, you, you want to kind of see what you have. You know, you see it in practice and you, and you see it all that. And, you, you know, he can, you, he can play the game. He understands the system. But you want to see it in game situations as well. Be out there with the guys, calling the plays in the huddle and live action. Uh, so hopefully, you know, this week he can get some more reps and we can uh, kind of see what this offense is going to look like uh, going into week one. Tim, Kevin Stefanski's track record has been not really to play the starters early in the preseason. The decision to play Deshaun, I was in favor of it. I had been saying for weeks it kind of made sense to me. Why do you think it was important to them to get him on the field when it's probably not, it's probably going to be quite a while before we see him again? Is that reason enough to put him on the field or why do you think it was important to them to get him out there and get him a few snaps? I think it was simply just to knock the rust off a little bit. You know, he hasn't played at all last year. Uh, you know, just who knows when he's going to play again. So it's just an opportunity they had to say, hey, we don't know when he's going to ever be eligible again to play uh, as far as this season goes. So let's get him out there. Let's get him some reps while we can uh, before a ruling comes down and maybe he's suspended for the entire season. So let's just get a knock a little rust off, see what he uh, see what he can do. Try to get him somewhat familiar within the system and and, uh, you know, just get out there, take a hit, you know, see some live action, call plays. 
uh, you know, get uh, you know, feel that pace of the game, the speed of the game. So I think that was probably it. I really do. Just as far as you know, just let's knock a little rest off and, and uh, you know, try to get him a little more comfortable. Tim, we talked a little bit about Anthony Schwartz, but I'm going to go one to ten here on the panic meter. One is you're not concerned; things are going to be fine. Ten is break glass in case of emergency. Are you breaking the glass yet? I'm not breaking the glass yet. You know, I'm never going to panic after week one of a preseason game. You know, the, the, those kind of games are games where you don't really you don't game plan at all for those. You're just out there just calling kind of, you know, just random plays that you've been working on so far the, of the installation of the, of the system. Uh, you're not really specifically game planning for a team and trying to game plan to get the ball to guys in certain situations or anything like that. So I'm not going to panic yet. Uh, certainly, I would love to see more out of the wide receiver group. Uh, you know, I think that's probably the weak part of the offense. You know, your offensive line is strong. The running backs are strong. Feel pretty good about the quarterback position. But that wide receiver group is, is some, something that I'm going to be following uh, as the preseason goes on and into the season because it could be certainly a weak spot for this team. Yeah. Tim, we've talked a lot about the Nick Harris injury. Obviously, he's going to miss the whole season here. We talked about bringing J.C. Treader back. Joel Batonio mm-hmm. suggested that uh, he's not on a team because of his role in the players' union. What do, what do you think of all that? And do you think they should try to bring him back? Yeah, I didn't know about that. I didn't know that, uh, that Joel had made those comments. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if that, that plays a factor or not. But certainly, that was a tough situation, man, to lose your starting center in, in week one of a preseason game. You hate to see anybody go down, much less a starter. So that, that's, that's a situation they're going to have to address. You know, that, that position is so key in the offense. You know, you're talking about a position that's making all the calls up front, uh, getting the guys going in the right direction, changing, uh, you know, changing protections and, and things like that. So it's uh, there's a lot of communication that happens between the center and the rest of the offensive linemen. So you got to get a guy in there uh, that you feel comfortable with. He's going to gel quickly with the rest of the offensive line and get everyone kind of on the same page up there um, and uh, kind of get that unit gelled together. So they're going to have to go in some direction here. Uh, you know, hate that uh, this has happened so early in the season, but hopefully they can find somebody to plug in there and uh, and he'll be a good fit. Tim, I thought it was interesting. The first play of the game, Deshaun rolls to his left. And, and he sails the ball over Schwartz's head. But I couldn't help but chuckle a little bit thinking, hey, that, that's Baker Mayfield's trademark. What did, what did you make of, <laughs> of, of that being the first call offensively for the Browns? Yeah, you know, you wonder if there's something to that. that. That certainly is. They did a lot of that with Baker rolling to the left, and Baker was pretty good at, at uh, and making some of those throws going in that direction, which is pretty tough on a right-handed quarterback. But, uh, you know, I think Deshaun, um, you know, when you haven't played in a while, those are the kind of things – that uh, you know, you see that that are going to look rusty within a game when you haven't been in that live action. You know, you're trying to you know get your mechanics are really important when you're rolling to the left. You got to really flip your hips, get your shoulders turned, and he just kind of rushed the throw a little bit, and the ball sailed on him. So uh, you know, I think that's exactly the type of stuff that they wanted to you know kind of get get him out there and try to knock that rust off a little bit, and uh, and just see where he's at, you know, physically, and um, you know, just because we haven't seen him out there in a while. So I think you know, calling those type of plays, uh, put him in a tough situation right off the bat. Uh, rolling to the left, trying to hit a crossing route is, is a very tough throw for a quarterback, especially one who hadn't played in over a year. Tim, you know, obviously it's been a while since you were a rookie, and the game has changed a ton, even in the 20-some-odd years since you were a rookie. But what is the adjustment like for a rookie, whatever position you may be? I mean, obviously it's different for a quarterback than other positions. <laughs> but what are some of the toughest things about being in your first training camp as a rookie that you that's different from college? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, some of the biggest adjustments are just being uh, on a team with older people. You know, you, you're coming from a team where you were playing with 18, 19, 20-year-olds, and now you're out there with 30-year-old guys with 
families and, uh, you know, jobs are on the line. So you certainly feel the pressure amp up, you know, this, that you, you're trying to take a, a veteran's job as well. They're bringing you in for a reason, uh, especially, you know, if you're a high draft pick, they're expecting you to play pretty much right away. So you, you, you feel those things and then just kind of, you know, the, the stuff within the system, you know, you're trying to, you know, uh, get familiar with the terminology within a system, you know, because it's so different probably than what you were running in college. So you're just trying to figure out where to be, um, you know, calling, you know, get being in the right spot, you know, just just getting, you know, not making the mental errors. You know, you can't perform up to your level physically that you want to perform at if you don't understand the system and understand where you're supposed to be, where you're supposed to line up, how, how deep is this route supposed to be? Or, you know, for me, you know, you know, how many step drop is this? I need to, you know, find the rhythm and the timing with the offense. So there's a lot of moving parts to it uh, for a rookie when you're coming in, you know, that you feel the pressure, obviously, of, you know, being in the NFL and having to perform and your job's on the line, but, you know, also just kind of catching up and, and uh, getting familiar within the system. Tim, let me ask you this question because I think the Cleveland Browns have a really good su surrounding cast. I think they got, you know, we talk about the offensive line, they talk about the backs. Um, philosophically, if you got Jacoby Brissett and, and you know you're going to have to run the ball a lot and, and you're going to have to play really good defense, um, what do you think? Do you think that in the league today you need a top five guy, a, a quarterback, or a top ten guy, fringe guy, and you need to be a pass dominant offense when you need to? Or do you think you can win a Super Bowl doing other things like maybe, you know, ball control or uh, top defense or or just really a really strong running game? Do you think um, you can do that in, in today's game a different way than just having a traditional top 10 quarterback? You know, I, I think you can win games, you know, throughout the regular season doing that kind of stuff. But I think to go all the way to make a run deep in the playoffs, get to a Super Bowl and win it. I think you have to have a quarterback that's a difference maker at the end of the day, because, you know, these defenses are they're going to take away the run game. If they want to stop your run game, they'll load up the box. They, they can they can put the game in the quarterback's hands. And if you don't have a quarterback that can sit in the pocket in today's NFL and consistently make throws and, you know, even extending plays with the leg. You see so many of these quarterbacks now that are so much more mobile than the guys that were playing way back in the day. It's, it's really tough on the defense when you have a quarterback that can do both. So, you know, I, I think me personally, I think you do have to have a top flight guy uh, back there with, with a lot of talent around him, but you, you have to have a guy that you, you really trust in those situations. When a game's on the line, you're on the road in a playoff game or whatever, and it's third and eight, you got to have a guy that you can call a play and you trust he's going to stand in there and make the right throw, make the right read, and be accurate with the football, take care of the football in those situations. So, so yeah, I think you can win a few games here and there in the regular season. Uh, you can kind of mask it a little bit, but uh, you, to get to that next level, I think you have to have a difference maker at the QB position. Well, then that just begs the question, do they need to go get Jimmy G? And I apologize if we've talked to you about this. I don't remember, but... And, and there's a lot of... there's a, a difference maker, though. Well, and that's why I was going to... That's where I was going to yeah. go with this. Do yeah. you think he's... To me, right now, they're downgraded. From Baker to Jacoby Brissett, they've downgraded. The most important position is Jimmy G enough of a difference maker to go get when you factor in. And I don't want to get in the weeds and down the rabbit holes of cap space and, and trying to roll over cap space and is Jimmy worth it. Just on this, in a vacuum surface level, is Jimmy G enough of a, surf, enough of a difference maker in what you're talking about to go get him if it comes back that Deshaun's going to miss most or all of this season? You know, in my opinion, he would be an upgrade, uh, you know, what they have at the position right now. You know, obviously not not including Deshaun, but, but uh, you know, with the guys that they're going to roll with this season with Deshaun being out, I think Jimmy G would be an upgrade. And, you know, if you look at Jimmy G's career, man, the guy's a winner. 
Um, you know, he, I think he is one of those guys that I mentioned that you can he's going to make plays in the playoff game. This guy is, you know, he's won playoff games. He's taken uh, teams on deep runs in the playoffs. Um, touchdown interception interception ratio. There you go, 71 to 38. He's a guy who takes care of the football, um, completes it at a high percentage. So, yeah, I think I think he would be a certain upgrade at the position if there is going to be a significant um, uh, suspension for Deshaun. I think you, you you have to look at a guy like Jimmy G and bring him in because he I think he really would elevate the offense. You know, he's uh, with a run game that we have, the offensive line that we have. I think Jimmy G would would certainly be an upgrade at the position. But if you believe that you have to have an elite guy, I don't think anybody on this panel is going to argue that Jimmy G is an elite guy. He's he's an upper right. half of yeah. the league quarterback, no doubt. I trade for. But- as if, long as Watson's coming back this year, I would trade for Garoppolo. Right. If With he's the not, I would being that you yeah. still need that elite guy in the playoff right. run. And Jimmy G has mm-hmm. been close, but he right. hasn't been able to get his team over the hump. But he's better than yeah, the set no, to I, get I, you I, to Watson. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I just, you know, I'm just comparing it to what they have on the roster right now. Yeah. I'm not saying Jimmy G is the top five or ten guy. Just – what they have to roll with this season, if Deshaun is suspended for an extended period of time, I think Jimmy G would, would be an upgrade uh, compared to what they have on the roster right now. So, Bull, you're not going to get Jimmy G if Watson is out for the entire I season. I wouldn't. I get. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree with Tim that he's a big upgrade over. Makes over you better, but he does. He's but, not going to be. But the guy that gets you right because I'm ultimately now I'm factoring in the cap stuff. If there was no cap factor, then I'd probably still do it anyway. Right. But because of the cap and how much of a hit that could take for next year, I would only trade. I would only do that if I still thought I could win the Super Bowl this year. I personally don't think they can win the Super Bowl with Garoppolo. But if, say, Watson suspended 12 games, I think Garoppolo gives them a better chance to give Watson a chance to get them to the Super Bowl. Uh, Jay, I know you said take the cap stuff out of it. It's impossible to do. You can't take the cap stuff out of it. I don't see how they manage both. I don't see how they bring Garoppolo on. Well, we have to get to the bottom. Uh, first of all, we need to see the suspension, and we need to see how it relates back to the CBA because I can tell you nobody knows the answer right now in terms of does the contract toll? How does the, when does the contract toll? When does it count so for this year? So if he's suspended year? for this year, is his salary $1 million for next year? I if it's an if entire it's a, year, right. the contract, I believe, tolls. Yes, and, and then next year he's year. only on the books for $1 right. million. And then his cap hit for yeah. next year would and be $10 million. And then you could do the Garoppolo And you could do the Garoppolo because he's only a $10 million hit on the cap next right. year. Yeah. If it's anything less than a full season, you I think right now, it. I think there's a lot of people that don't really know the answers. Maybe. Well, well, listen, hey, if, Tim, if it's a 10% chance, right? I didn't talk myself into it. You know, I'm good at that. It's like me going to a car lot. You know what? I wasn't going to even buy that, Tim. But now I'm buying it. Uh, listen, if there's a 10% chance that he can get you to a, a Super Bowl, I do whatever the hell it takes. Give me because to me it's three years, right? Right. It, it could be two and impossible that the Browns are got where they need to be going. It's this year, next year. Watch the thing happen. We was thinking he gonna play, he ain't playing. But if it's only a 10% chance, I don't care about nobody's money. I'll spend all of y'all's money. If y'all want to, if you ask me where I want to go, I'm not telling Tim Couch. I want to go to TJ High Fridays. I want to go to Morton's. Tim, mm. come on now. I know you got it. Come on now. Come on, man. I, I'm spending all of y'all's money. So no, I'll take but there are ramifications when you build your team. I'll let them figure it out. Let, let's let's worry about that next year. I, I know you say you're the assistant GM, bro. You're never going to be the GM until you start thinking about the cap. I don't want that smoke anyway. I want to be just. I want to be the underboss. Hey, we, we got to get to the most important question, Tim. So Tim is going to be in the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show Fantasy Football League. Have, uh-huh. you, 
Have you ever, and Tim is one of two former Browns players, including Leroy Horde, who will be in this league. Uh, Jason's in it. G is in it. Jay, for some reason, can't be in it because it's listen. It's, it's not so up stupid. to me. It's not oh. your fault. It's, but my, it's my primary it's a, employer. It's oh. a different. It's a silly rule, Legal but whatever. Ease. It's not your fault. But Tim, have you played fantasy football before? Literally, have no idea what I'm doing. Never played fantasy <laughs> wow, football. Really? I, I'm, I'm going to be so bad at this, guys. It's going to be laughable. So, <laughs> this yeah. is awesome. <laughs> Watch, well, he's going to end up winning the league. Oh, I'm yeah, right. end up winning the league. I'm supposed to be the dude that has no clue about fantasy football. I don't already golf, but Tim, Tim, you got to kind of know. I've been playing about fantasy this. football for 20 years, man. I'm going to kill I've all you I've got a 14-team league trophy in my man cave There right you now. go. It's That's, a traveling trophy. I can't believe you can't be in it. I, I, I'm still so I, It's not. I'm that still hurts. trying to pull some yeah, let's, strings let's here. Mike Polk out. can't do it either. Yeah, I know. Anyway. We don't want to infringe on our journalistic... So, <laughs> Tim, are you are you prep? Are you are you are you deep into fantasy prep right now, getting ready for this draft? Not yet. I haven't even looked at it. To be <laughs> Put it off until ten minutes before the draft. Select yeah, all I'll drafts and just let the computer do it for yeah. you. Yeah, I wonder. That's what that I tell newcomers. Yeah, I right. Get you know, on one of these websites and just go off and do whatever they recommend, man. That's what you I watch. Do. He's gonna win the league. I'm yeah, telling right. you, he's the dark horse <laughs> <beginners laughs> in the damn league because he's that guy who's gonna yeah. pretend like he knows nothing, yeah. but his knowledge of the game mm. is gonna take over that at some point, and he's gonna he's gonna ride this mm. thing to the top. <laughs> hey, hey, I got to get your thoughts on the kicker. We haven't talked about my uh, guy yet. He made a field goal. We haven't talked about points. my guy yeah. yet. Uh, I thought the kicking game looked great, and I'm not just talking about the extra points and the field goal. Yeah. But I liked what he did on kickoffs. It was obvious to me that they had told him for one of the kickoffs, put it between right, right. the five and the goal line. Yeah. He did it. And then I wanted to see how strong his leg was, and I think the Browns did too, and they said the next one, lay into it. And he almost kicked it out of the end zone. Certainly better than the return game early, which looked awful. Oh, yeah, yeah, the return game is yeah. all Ooh, kinds of drugs. Why was Bradley. it Felton back there, by the way? Do we have any clarity on that? On what? The returns. No. We have no, we have no clarity no. on that, do we? I didn't hear those questions. Clarity on what they're going to do with returns on the return Felton game. Felton wasn't back there returning kicks. No. I no. don't know why we but didn't. But he was in practice. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it's probably just the same thing, trying to limit the injury risk, but yeah. particularly after Jakeem Grant goes down. I think Felton's going to wind up being the guy. You he do. Was do. He was doing it at practice. Yeah. You a believer in Cade York, Tim? You you all in you like the him? kicker? Yeah, I mean, so far, you know, I like I like what I see so far. You know, it's subject to change with a kicker at any point, though, right? Oh, yeah, so you can, yeah, you got to earn your keep every day as a kicker. Are kickers real yeah, football players, Tim? Are kickers real football players? <laughs> I tell you what, they are when they trot out there with uh, no time left on the clock, and you're you're counting on them to win a game. They That's become true. real football players real That's quick true. for you at that point. Yeah. it is after all yeah. called football. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Should, I mean, should change yeah. the name. If you don't, if you don't think kicking's a big part of it, you're missing something. We should change the name to pass ball. I mean, McNuggets is. is raising his hand in there. Do you think? Do you think they're players? Kickers? Oh, kickers are definitely players. So are punters. We have a comment from YouTube from Kid Wilson that wants to give Tim some fantasy advice. Okay. How to win fantasy football? Don't draft any Browns. Oh, oh well, that hurts. <laughs> That's <laughs> not true, though. Nick Chubb. I actually disagree. Yeah, with but you that. know what? Yeah. Chubb yeah. is not a great fantasy He's a better he's NFL not. player than fantasy player. Yeah, he is yeah. a much better. He just he's because... a good fantasy player, but he's, he's not an elite he's not, fantasy yeah. player. Yeah. Wait, Tim, yeah. I, I do have a question for you, though. Throughout your career, can you think back? Do you have any, like, vivid memories of a preseason game? Is there one moment throughout your preseason career that, like, stands out? Or as a guy who was starting in the league, do those games just kind of go in one ear and out the other? Really about the only preseason game I can remember is my very first one because we played in the Hall of Fame game yep, and we yeah. got to play against the Dallas Cowboys. And that's when they still had Aikman and Emmett and Irvin. 
and those guys. They were at the end of that run, obviously. But uh, I grew up loving those guys, big Troy Aikman fan, and mm -hmm. I got to play against them in my first game, and we won the game on a field goal uh, to, to win the game and, and, uh, at the end. So that, that, that one stands out. But to be honest with you, I don't remember any more preseason games that I haven't played <laughs> in. So th those are pretty much you just wash them out of your memory. Doesn't that tell you how much the game has changed? That Troy Aikman played in the Hall of Fame game in that year? I mean, uh, it, a, guy, yeah. a guy like that would never have played now in the Hall of Fame game, a veteran player like that. Trevor yeah. Lawrence wouldn't even play. Yeah, right. Yeah, Trevor right. Lawrence was a terrible, terrible as a rookie who needs some work. Yeah. But like Troy, a guy like Troy Aikman, who was already on his way to the Hall of Fame, would have never played in the yeah. Hall of Fame game. And But the game has changed. Hey, and speaking of kickers, I know he's a punter. And I don't know if you can call this up on tag board. Did we, you can't, we can't legally play it. But the 82-yard punt I, I the thought Bills, we could if it was on, as long as it was through tag board. Not of his game highlights. Dude, that was one of the best punted footballs I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. He, he, he struck it, it on the seven-yard line, and it ended up out of the end zone. It traveled over. Sure. It, it traveled 100 yards. Really. Tim, have you seen this? I have. Yeah, I saw it on Twitter. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the guy from the Bills, right? He yeah. smoked that ball. Yeah, just unbelievable, man. Yeah. I can't believe we can't show it. That stinks, man. Nope. These restrictions are garbage. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Flat garbage. It's, it's awful. Yeah. Awful. Yeah, the NFL needs our money. Yeah, right. And I'm, Get over not collecting enough. All right. Morons. Thanks, Tim. Well, hey, Tim, you're awesome, All right, guys. Bro. Good luck. Hey, you know what? I can't have a team, but I will be your, your general manager. If you need any advice on trades, on draft day, you got my number. Horn me in. That's I'll, I'll, I'll get you through this thing. That's collusion. No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> hey, you, you, you can get Mike Polk. Have, if Jay gets Tim, you get Mike Polk as your consultant. Right. That's cool. Yeah, right. that's cool. Thanks, Tim. Right. Carrot's got the wrong end of that one. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. no Polk's like hitting 70% of his uh, uh, good bet, bad bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just luck. He's doing something right. That's just luck. Uh, uh, thanks, Tim. Uh, Tim, thanks. you're the best, man. Right, thanks, yeah. brother. See you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Take care, Tim. Uh, hey, before we continue, we have a quote from Brown's camp that we got to get to. Oh, good. This is a, quite the quote, and I'm hey, curious what your quote. guys take is. Let's take it. It's from Stump <laughs> Mitchell. He was asked if we've seen the best of Nick Chubb yet. He said, quote, hell no, we have not. So my question to you guys is, we're all in agreement Nick Chubb's a top two, three back in the league. How much better can he get and where? He could be a bigger factor in the passing game. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I can't I'd be still like to see him more at the goal line, too. You know, I don't know yeah. why there's this perception that, oh, we're, you know, we're at the one now and he comes out of the game. Um, there's been too many times when we were first, second, third, fourth, and goal. Yeah, but that's and just about opportunity. No, but, I know, but yeah. th th you've seen him in the weight room. Who This guy's going to push his I way know. through. Bro, listen, man, I'm starting to – I don't want to keep going back to this, man. But I this, know where you're going. But this playbook, man yep. – I mean, come on. If I can't get Odell Beckham Jr. to 1,500, I can at least get Nick Chubb to 15, right? You, you guys remember the saying, the only guy that could stop Michael Jordan was Dean Smith at North right. Carolina? Yeah, like yeah. I'm beginning to feel like the only guy that can stop Nick Chubb is Kevin Stefanski. He don't ever be getting fed like that. It'd be like some games he and, – and even his best games, you look up, he had 14 carries, 135. Not enough. And you like – but he should have get two like no, no Cleveland Brown will ever go over two hundred yards. Not, not with Stefanski. Like he'll he'll throw three or four tight end screens the next four plays to make sure <laughs> that he spreads it out. He's like, yep. Hey, he's like, uh, uh, coach, you you know uh, we're not balanced here. All right, well let's get uh, let's get Harrison Bryant seven catches and some runs in the backfield. We don't have it. It's not even. No, come on, bro. Nick Chubb can be getting one eighty five. You know, if he was in if he was in Forty ers 
You, you see how they say, look, we can't yeah, get Debo. Yeah, but they spread it around. They, 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 can get, they can't get Debo Samuel to rock. They said we can't get it to him. He said, let's just, just, just hand it Give to it him. to him. Get, yeah, just, you don't have to throw it. Just run, it have him. him run back here and we'll toss it to him. I don't be seeing that type of urgency with Stefanski. I just don't be seeing it. Well, it's a new year. We'll see what he does. I, I, I think it's... You know, I, we might see less of it. If Ford is the guy we think he is, and he jumps into that rotation too... And he's just got everybody on a pitch count. You'll see, you'll see right. Chubb for a series. <laughs> then you'll see Hunt for a series. Then you're going to see Ford for a series. Oh, a then maybe you'll see Johnson for a series. And we'll have a lot of shots of Nick Chubb wearing uh, his his parka on the sidelines in the middle of September. It I better even, never see that. I I do think like I I'm on Twitter every Sunday. There's no such thing as too much Chubb. Like right. give it. I agree. Feed with you. Nick Chubb. However, what if four years from now, five years from now? He's still playing at this level. Is it worth it? Is it worth it I if you're know. extending his career? Because you are extending his career. You are. If you if you operate under the premise that every running back has a total pitch count, yeah, then you're right. You do. Well, but when I watch guys like Emmett Smith, I'm I'm not sure Nick Chubb isn't Emmett Smith. Oh, he's better than Emmett Smith. But we may never find out. Well, let me ask you this, guys. Where do you think Nick Chubb ranked last year in attempts, rushing attempts per? Game. It's higher than you think. What's, what's your guess? I, I'd say he'd be top 20. 17. I, I think he's like 10 to 12. Top he's 10 nine. to 12. Yeah. Wow. It's nine. higher than you think. I, that I, is uh, higher than I, I got to tell you teams guys. Teams just don't you know run what? the ball I, nearly as much anymore. That's what it comes down but to. But again, what's, I what's said that? this. Teams just don't run the ball nearly as much. No, as no, that's true. And I can that's pull true. up the stat. I don't want to do it on camera, but I can pull up the stat that I found last year. Teams that ran the ball, you could average eight yards a yep. carry, yeah. and you're 500. Sure. But if you are in the top, I forget what it was, I think it's 12 or 15 yards per attempt, you're like 32 and one. I've, I found it last yeah, year, you, late you in the year. Yeah, you used that before. So it doesn't matter how much you run the ball and how great Nick Chubb is. It doesn't guarantee you anything. You have to be able to throw the ball. If it doesn't, ball. then why, are we, why yeah. are we hoarding all these running backs? What are we doing? Yeah, well, that's true. By the way, he was... And we got no wide receivers, by the way. So everybody on this panel will agree, oh, it's right. a passing lead. You're not, you're not winning the Super Bowl without an elite quarterback. We got, we got all the great running backs in the world. Yeah. And our wide receiver core looks like a college it's wide one receiver guy. core. And by the way, this is the stat you can complain more about. He was 14th in the league in percentage <coughs> of his team's rushing attempts. Say it again. 14th in the league in okay, percentage now that, of his okay, team's yeah, rushing attempts. Okay, yeah, that's egregious. That's right. egregious. He, 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 had, did, he carried the ball. The rushing attempts by the Browns, he carried it 55% of the time. It should be higher than that. It I should agree. Be higher than, I agree. I don't now, know granted, that, you've got I, another talented running back there. Right. And a lot, a lot of teams have that luxury. So yeah. you can kind of understand why he wouldn't be the belt. You know, I – you're never going to please the Browns fans no. on this, and I, I'm in that camp. I'm with you. I can't see enough of Chubb. Right. And after watching Ford do what he did Friday night, and I'm telling you, that kind of ability translates. I don't care what the defense is. His instincts are there. His speed is there. His, when he got the corner on that one play that he yeah. ended up getting shoved out at the one, that was a perfect example of him being able to hit that high gear right now and get that corner. Yeah. He's better. He's but to me, he's already better than Dearness Johnson. Just on, just on raw oh, ability. Yeah, yeah, raw ability. He looked it to me. He because remember this was an Alabama guy who transferred to Cincinnati. Yes. Yeah. So the pedigree yeah. is there. He's been that guy since high school. Yeah. I want to go back. You said Nick Chubb is better than Emmett Smith. Yeah, I was not going to let that go. I yeah. mean, McNuggets, McNuggets wanted to pounce on that too. Go ahead. I did. That was drill down on that. Take. Now here's yeah. here's what I'm saying. Now, 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 when you take a look at what the Dallas Cowboys had, right? They had an elite fullback, right? 
They had one of the greatest one of, ever. One of the greatest offensive lines ever, ever assembled. Ever. Prob- when you when you look at Hall of uh, Fame quarterback, Hall of Fame wide receiver, Larry Allen is probably one of the most dominant physical specimens of all time. You had a passing game, what a great number two receiver, a number one receiver. The tight end was t- awesome. Jay Novacek was this man. Emmitt Smith was the third or fourth option. He like. Emmitt Smith was getting the rock and wasn't getting touched, and he was walking through holes. If you look at what other teams had to do, look at Eric Dickerson. He had to get his the hard way. Gary, or not Gary Payton, but Walter Payton had to get his the hard way. If Nick Chubb, I put it to you like this. To me, when I see Nick Chubb, he's more physical than Emmitt Smith. He's faster. He has the same level of vision. The only thing that separates those two guys is opportunity and the errors they played in. Emmitt Smith, if you ask and, him. And the elite talent, talent that he has. But you can't punish him it. for having good players around no, him. No, but I, just you go on the eye test. Like, I, I think I t- with running backs, you can do that regardless of talent. Yeah. Nick Chubb's got to do it longer. Emmitt Smith had a great career. 18,000 career not, not, rushing yards. Not, not the diminishing. most all-time not, ever not, if, in the history of the sport. If you, if you ask somebody, top 10 running backs of all time, it'd be hard-pressed to get him in there. Well, he's, he is the leader. He's the leader. But it would be, by, but, by the but, way, if, if you look at yards per attempt career-wise, now to be fair, Nick Chubb hasn't played that long. Well, Nick, nobody's he's, better than Nick. He's third in the history of the NFL. That's what I'm saying. Ahead of Jim Brown in rushing attempts, uh, mm-hmm. yards per rushing attempt. And to me, that's the apples-to-apples apples stat that to, I want to look at. To and, me, amongst running backs, by the way, because Michael Vick is first all-time. But. Yeah, Nick but Chubb, to fair. me, could yeah. carry a team all the way to the AFC Championship game. If 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 you if you had a guy I, that could could not make mistakes. But to Tim's point, just a couple of minutes ago, he said the way the league is built today, if yeah. you just a run offense, you can't defenses win. will take that. Here away. it is. I fi- this is this is late last season. I looked this up. Since 2018, 24 teams have run for better than eight yards a carry. They're 12 and 12. Running eight yards a carry in the NFL, you're 12 and 12. If you average 12 yards per pass since 2018. 32 and 1. You've got to throw the ball. You got to. You got it. Yes. But if you ain't got a quarterback, Browns got a Super Bowl with Jacoby Brissett. We got to wrap our heads around that. No, they're not. They can't. They probably can't win a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo either. But he's taking him to the Super Bowl. He's got him in the game. And he got damn close to winning it. In a perfect situation. With a perfect team around him. And listen, I don't think Jimmy G's elite, (laughs) but I think he's an upgrade over what they have. But I'm not trading for him unless Deshaun's coming back. That's what I'm doing. On the premise that you need an elite quarterback to win today, I I, I disagree with you and with Tim. I think if you have an all-time great defense, like the Ravens had, Right, but I don't like, think that exists anymore. I, well, we don't know. Somebody's going to have an elite defense again. I mean, somebody's going to have I don't a think we'll ever see a defense like that again. The, well, maybe, the rules may, hinder it. The yeah. rules prevent it I know, from happening. I know it does, and it's yeah. hard to say ever, but I'm just here to tell you yeah. that there will be another team that wins a Super Bowl without an elite quarterback. It's going to happen. Maybe, Jay, but, Jay, look at this. but that's the anomaly and not the... But I don't think we're in there. Absolutely, yeah. Bull. Yeah. But, yeah. but to say that it can't happen, we just I think saw that's, it. that's too we strong just to saw it. We just saw it. The team the Cleveland Browns have right now, yeah. in my opinion, is comparable or not even a little bit better than the Philadelphia Eagles that See, won. but here's the problem. Here's the problem. What everybody every time somebody, four years ago, everybody saw wasn't like that was ancient history. Yes. No, no, no. But here's the problem when everybody brings this up. The Kansas City Chiefs have a great roster. Sure. Yep. The LA Chargers have a great roster. Yep. The Denver Broncos have a great roster. Mm. The Buffalo Bills have a great roster. Yeah. The Bengals have a great roster. The AFs and those teams have elite quarterbacks. Sure. They do. Which the Browns don't right now. 
Right. So, yes, the Browns have a, one of the best non-quarterback rosters in the league, but so do all these other teams in the AFC. Right. Is the this, Browns, but you're saying that the uh, when you say that, then you're saying yeah. that the no team will ever win another Super Bowl based strictly on their defense. I don't. Well, I say probably not. But if they are, it's going to be a unique circumstance. Like, I think in the NFC, a team could, could get to the Super Bowl that way. Sure. Right now. Well, the Eagles but I won the, one. I think without the, an elite quarterback. Yeah, I think the, you're, yes. But I although Foles played out of his mind in that postseason. He did. But yeah, he's but not he's not an elite, elite quarterback. quarterback. Certainly not. But this AFC right now is so top-heavy with good teams that you I don't and, think you can win that way so, in the AFC. And to your point of yes. that Foles played out of his mind. Right. So, you've got to have a guy that played out of his mind. Yes. Up. So, I'll give you for last year yeah. when Baker beat the AFC champion. Baker's yes. not an elite quarterback. He's not. Baker spit all over the Bengals' defense in that game. Right. But, so, but so can you win you that way is, three games in a row to get to the Super Bowl? I don't Bowl. know that you'll need to win that three games in a row. Maybe the defense will get you past the first round of the playoffs. I just think it's Bengals, hard. Maybe. Bengals, yeah. Bengals, Bengals did this kind of they, – they kind of squeaked by Tennessee, okay? They got him. Well, they Joe, squeaked by Kansas City, they, too. But Joe Burrow had to be good in that game, right? And then when you, when you, look, at, when you look at the Bengals – I say, well, they had – what do they have that was elite? They have a really good pass rusher. They got an elite quarterback. Uh, and, and they had at least five receivers. Wide receivers are elite. And, 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 they, and so oh, – Joe Mixon they got a top Joe, 10 quarter, running back. So, so when they got there, I said, yeah. but, but damn, I would have never – I would have never picked them over those other teams. But it just no. goes to show you if you can win it a few different ways, if you can get right. it in That's the dance. Key. That's the key. You've got to have – in today's NFL, you've got to have a team that can – change its formula like Belichick has. You know what? My defense needs to be great today. Yes. So sure. I need yes. a great performance sure. out of the defense. And, the and next week, Brady, you're going to have to step up. You're We're right. We need you today. And Joe Burrow was good in the playoffs. He wasn't he, yes. didn't, he wasn't playing his best football. A lot of that was the offensive line was so bad. It wasn't his fault. He had great moments though, man. How he had great moments. Had great However, moments. did the Bengals get to the get to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo? No chance. No chance. No. You're going to you're going to the odds indicate yes. you're going to need, need the great quarterback. There's always an yeah, anomaly. Oh, well, right. yes. But in this, in this era, I don't Especially think. Especially in this AFC. You're going, the only way you're going to get to the Super Bowl in the AFC, to Bulls point, you got to go the length of the field with no time left to beat Kansas City. Well, look to at beat Buffalo, Buffalo and Kansas City. That's exactly right? where I was going with I mean, it. That, that game was one Disgusting. of the all-time great football games I have yes. ever Disgusting. seen. Right. And you know what I was thinking the whole time I'm watching it? We can't do that. We're screwed. <laughs> we ain't got that. We're, we're, we're right. screwed. We and that's that. why, ultimately, why well, they had to trade for Watson. And they yes, did. you're right. But also, then you think about the other quarterbacks in the division that can do that that weren't playing in that game. I'm telling you, I think Herbert this year is going to be the guy that everybody's kind of rubbing their eyes on going, holy Could crap. be. Could we be. undersold they, this these guy. These teams are loaded. I think well, Herbert is going I to think, eventually be the guy that rises to the top. Uh, everybody, everybody loves Herbert. I think he's got way. I love Herbert. He's great, but he's been overhyped considering he hasn't played a playoff game yet. Well, I blame his head coach for that. His head well, coach <coughs> absolutely fumbled that. I don't know. I love the aggressiveness. We could argue about that all day long. But, yeah. but still, he's a great talent, and they've got great talent around him. And so does Denver. You looked at me like I was crazy when I said Denver. Well, the only thing I'm, with Denver yeah. is I, I, I use that definition of elite yeah. as, as I, I want to say, like, if you're in the top 10%. I think you're elite if you're in the top 10%. Yeah. If you're not in the top 10%, you're getting a B on the bell curve. Yeah. So you got to be an A if you're going to be elite. And so if on that definition, there's three quarterbacks that are elite. If, if you go to the top 
Okay. And, I, and I'm not willing to put Russ in that category yeah, but anymore. I, I think if you're a top 10 quarterback, you can win with a top 10 quarterback. If you're, if the rest of the team is really good, if you're in the right. lower end of the top 10, you Russell yeah, Wilson to me, to me that's not elite top. No, 10. I don't you're think Russell Wilson third of the league. Right. Yeah, you, but I don't think Russell Wilson's elite, but I think he's very good. And I love their backfield, which is right there with the Browns. Yeah. I like because Javante Williams is star and Melvin Gordon's underrated. I just look They've at their got division. good receivers. I look at their division, right? But I'm saying you got to play the chargers twice. You got to play the bills are in the best spot because I don't think their division's any I'm good. A, I'm gonna be the honest. Jets stink. Yeah. The, uh, the, the Raiders. I, 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 don't, I don't buy the double. And the Raiders are really good. The Raiders, listen, the the Raiders are much West, improved. It's loaded. Much it is improved. an absolute And we're all ignoring the Ravens who are going to be who are going to be good if Lamar Jackson stays healthy. Yeah, you're right. You know, so I, it's, right. that's just West. why. Yeah, is the right. West the best division in football? The AFC West? Yeah, it's not I close. So. It could. I could wind up being the North. I, the, the North is good. I mean, there's the question marks in the North. We don't know about Baltimore. We think we do. But hold on, hold on. Pittsburgh's Jay, Jay, a question Jay, Jay, Jay. mark. Let me let, let me end this debate for you real quick. In the I, I, it's not a West, debate for me. No, I'm just saying. Look, it's, it's not a debate for me. In I the say AFC it's the West. West hands down. There's Mahomes. There's yep. Russell Wilson. Yep. There's Justin Herbert and oh, there's yeah. Derek Carr. And in the North, there's possibly Mitchell Trubisky slash Kenny Pickett. There's possibly Jacoby Brissett slash Josh Rosen slash Josh Dobbs slash Jimmy Garoppolo slash yeah. whoever, and that ends the discussion right yeah. now. No, you're, I mean, you're, you're right. For I right was, now, I'm counting Watson in that. But next I probably year, if you be. have Watson and Burrow and Trubisky ends up being the guy that Aditi and a lot of people in Pittsburgh think that I mean, he can be, or Pickett, and obviously if, Jack, if Jackson returns to the guy that we think yeah, he can right, be in Baltimore, right. then I'm saying, okay, AFC North, AFC West, that's it's it's kind of a toss up. Yeah. But my God, I would not want to be in the West right now. Can I ask you guys a question real quick about the topic we're we're on? Yeah. Make a prediction for me. What is the least amount of passing attempts the Browns call this year in a win? Are we going to see a game where Brissett throws twelve passes and the Browns win? No, no not that. I would not, say not seventeen. Nine, so I, I would say seventeen to nineteen. Yeah, yeah, I'd be surprised if it's under twenty. I twenty would be my number. I. I I could see them win one game in the teams. Well, if one. it's December and it's, it's 30 a free below. Game, you're playing, <laughs> yeah, there's always that possibility. You know, yeah. There's yeah. the one freak game. 40 mile an hour wins it. on the lake. But you're not, you're not winning many games I, I, that but, way. But I, I will say this. I, you know, I might be a throwback, but if yeah. they can turn it ugly, right, and somehow they can get past this and get to a point where, I don't know, Deshaun Watson does come back, and they're playing here in December and January, that is the ultimate equalizer to me. Yeah. But, you can, but you can win that way against the bad teams. You can win that way against mediocre. You can't consistently win against well, good teams. Well, that well way. here's what I'm saying. Yeah. Especially good teams that play in cold weather. Yes, if you get, that's true. I, I, I'd rather play Herbert and Patrick Mahomes and Derek Carr. I play, all of them, I would like to play them here. Like Josh Allen, it might be a wash. But if you're telling me that I can get them here, and I got a running game, and I yeah. got a defense, and I can get out of the quarterback. You got I got a chance here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, but I you, think the Bills are, are nearly a shoe-in to be the one seed because of their divisions. Not, I mean, I, other people might like New England and Miami more than I do. I don't buy either of those I teams. never sell New England short. I mean, but, they're not going to win the division. And the, the division. South stinks, but whoever wins that division, I don't think is very good. Think about no. it. And we ain't even talked about the Titans or the Colts, and they aren't bad. The Titans consistently make the playoffs every year. Yeah, but you know what? You'd pick them in the West last. Yes. Maybe well, one of those Denver. teams has to make Maybe the playoffs. Them. One of them got to make it. Right, but think of between the North and the, and the West, at most you can have is five playoff teams. So three of those eight teams are not making the playoffs. 
And if if, if Watson doesn't play the whole season, it's Bra- the Browns are probably Browns are one, one of the three. teams that are not making the playoffs. Yeah, yeah I'm probably. afraid you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid you're well, right. Well, yeah. it looks like we just talked ourselves all the way down. No. All right, let's, we'll let's, see you in 2023. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for let's watching, everybody. Woo. Now, the good thing about then this is I, this is why I love sports. Yeah. If if you pull tapes or you pull columns through the years, I love the one thing I love doing this with the most is the draft. You go back and you oh read Sports God, Illustrated. Yeah. I used to always save the Sports Illustrated, and I would go back six, seven years, and I would read the post-draft. Oh, man. And, and, you know, the draft grades. The, 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 yeah, you're talking about guys that said, that staked their careers on the idea that Peyton Manning was not going to be as good right. as Ryan, Ryan Leaf as a professional. And when you read that, you're like, Oh my God, that's cringeworthy! I can never believe another word I hear fall out of Mel Kuyper's mouth. Well, that's why I ever love, again. Yeah. That's why I love yeah. a freezing cold takes on Twitter. Yes, yeah, it's so he, great. He's it's so and he's great. gotten me a couple of times, which I love. I think has it's he really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. One time it was uh, for a Brandon Whedon tweet because I thought Brandon Whedon was gonna be really good. Oh, that is a I terrible was convinced tweet. Brandon Whedon was gonna How, be good. Have you uh, have you been catfished by a player? What's the player that you thought that was it's so a great? Be question, so, G. Bush. So yeah, good, that, is a good one. that you thought you put your reputation on. You was a, caping, putting the cape on. That's a good one. And he I catfished you. He showed up two years later. You like, bro? I can't believe I went that hard for that band. All right, I di- <laughs> I died <laughs> on Bennett. I no. no. Oh my <laughs> god, that was Lima. I died on the hill for Mike Miller. <clears throat> In the when the when he came to the Cavs for that one year, oh, not yeah. quite what you were saying, yeah. but I kept saying, "Listen, he's gonna win you a playoff game. He's oh, yeah, gonna right. win you a playoff game." Yeah. And I just and one day he was leaving the facility. And he's like, "Don't give up on me yet." And I was like, "I got you." And he just let me die on that. Yeah, hill. He died on that <laughs> hill. Man. Yours is Brandon Whedon, right? Yeah, I mean, I didn't think he was gonna be a superstar, but I thought he was. I, I you know, but I thought he was gonna be a good player. I, I, I'm kind of between you yeah, two because yeah. I didn't think he was gonna be a good player. I, I thought he was gonna be a, a, a long time solution for the Browns quarterback yes. question. I thought Brady Quinn was that guy. Yeah. I did. I really, I really thought Brady Quinn was gonna have an eight to ten year career yeah. here where he played in some Nothing. playoff games. Mine's and, is, oof, mine's, is, mine's is probably the most disturbing and the worst. Of just all just time. don't say Johnny What's Manziel that? and you're okay. Uh, That's well, mine. Kellen Winslow is worse. <laughs> oh. oh yeah. Kellen. A lot of guys thought Kellen Winslow I, was gonna I, be I that thought, dude. At least I, he had a good year. He I thought he was year. I thought he was the next then he got hurt on that bike and you know, then he was never the same. He, he, you know, he lost two, three steps, and then there's later on in his then career, he went, you to already, prison. He went to prison. <laughs> now. He's still in prison, right? Mike thought Johnny Manziel was going to be good. So let's go I back in time machine real quick. Yeah. When yeah. I was in college, I started a blog with a couple friends, and we ended up getting bought out by Fox Sports. It got it got pretty big. Wow. Look at you. And I did a whole series on why Johnny Manziel should be the first pick in the draft. I like convinced. I and, and Fox was, Sports still bought it, huh? Yes, they did. And this <laughs> wow. was. This was before I, would, I never stepped in Texas. I had no ties to A and M. What was, I was? What did you see in him that made you think that he, that stupid that it factor that you can't really write about? Oh, yeah. that I tried to write thousands and thousands of words hey. about. Yeah, I just thought there was something different about him that was gonna translate to the NFL. And I broke down. Mm. This is when I thought I was cool. I like, could break down the game film, watch the throws from different angles, and he torched Alabama. And I was like, all right, he, he can do it against. I tell you that defenses. that to me yeah. was in the in the check that checked the box of he could do that. Because when you do it against Alabama, right. that's a different level. Those, in all those guys are going to play in the league. Tuscaloosa. In Tuscaloosa. I, I was down on him the whole time leading up to the draft. And then the week before, I talked myself into him. You didn't talk Jimmy into it. You weren't the homeless guy, were you? No, no, no. But I was, exci- <laughs> but I was excited I was when they drafted him. I, I got caught up in the moment. I, was a, I was a huge scamzel. I was b- Because he's the only white dude I've ever seen run away from black dudes. <laughs> 
Like, what? Ru- no, he's the only no, he's white guy he did. that I've seen. Oh, in, in, oh, run away. In the yeah, yeah. SEC, yeah. get the football and be running like a little kid. And these, and I'm like, bro, he's running away from LSU and Alabama and going to that. He had like 1,500 on the ground just doing this, yeah. moving around. I thought Bradley Zimmer was going to be good. Well, I thought Matt Laporta was going to be good. Oh, Matt Laporta. <laughs> yeah, why didn't we all bought it on Laporta? Yeah. You know, to your point about Manziel, and yeah. I, I'll. Yeah. I, was, I was always concerned about his size, yeah. but the way he played, I thought he could overcome it. I'm still convinced that if if you could have taken another person's personality and put it into Johnny Manziel, and I'm talking about a guy with unrivaled work ethic, mm-hmm. and he didn't take this as a big joke, I, mean, I think he could have stuck around for you, a while yeah, longer. If you, if you would take Baker Mayfield's mentality and put it in Johnny Manziel's body, I think Johnny Manziel would have worked because Johnny Manziel, the difference between Baker, and, the, uh, Baker and Johnny, Baker's kind of Johnny light, no, but the, with his, his attitude and you know, he doesn't but, want to listen to anything or anybody, but, yeah. the th- but the thing about the thing about Johnny is Johnny don't care about, he don't care about anything, nothing. No, he's a, he bum. don't care yeah, about but, football. Did, none of that. No, you know, he cared about partying. That's it. And That's then it. after he washed out, now he wants to be a football player. When it doesn't work that way, right, you were right, given right. a gift, you yeah. wasted it, you don't get a fourth chance. I mean, he went to the CFL, he did all of that nonsense. I just would have loved to have seen what would have happened if Johnny came into the league and said, I'm cutting ties with all my boys, I've got no more entourage, I'm not going to Vegas with a disguise, I'm going to practice my ass off, I'm going to work well, harder than anybody else in the facility, and I'm going to maximize my don't gift. Tell what he could have done. Here's whose personality and soul you'd want in him. Colt McCoy, right? Yes. Colt McCoy yeah, Colt got doesn't more out have of, much talent. No, he got way more out of his body how long than he he's been in the league. I know, it's insane. It, even Johnny, He'll be a backup for 20 years Even probably. though Johnny didn't care about nothing, think yeah. what he did against t- t- Tennessee Titans game. He single-handedly <laughs> won the Titans He played that one good game. That was a game. It was a great game. Should have oh, stayed out of the high rollers You have room. some traffic you got to take care of? What yeah, we got to do top five here, which okay. leads us into our next topic here, which I think Bull will love a lot. And mm-hmm. as always, our ultimate five is brought to us by our favorites at Roundstone Insurance. Roundstone offers a better alternative for affordable quality health care <laughs> for more than a decade. Roundstone Insurance has been saving small and mid-sized businesses money up to 20%. Yeah, 20%. Contact us today to learn how you can get great health care benefits your employees will love and save some money too. There is a house in New Orleans. They call the Round Stone. Hmm. You sold that. <laughs> I didn't know where it came from. I was trying to get the reference, but you did. You sold it. I right. give you credit for selling. I put a seatbelt on next time. I don't know where, where you were taking us. <laughs> he was coming after you. I'm gonna punch him in the head. <laughs> I know. You just missed him. <laughs> Jason was like, "We got another fan submission for a jingle." Eddie sent us another one. We'll play Eddie, tomorrow, Eddie's the, the man, man. Okay. That one was so good. Well, did Elvis. you guys see that one last week that no. he did? Uh-uh. It was a good one. I didn't see we'll it. play two Eddies tomorrow. We'll play okay. both Eddies tomorrow. Yeah. We got a fan that's some, like making videos. He did a song for PCC last week, which was awesome. Come on, no one. Hey, got, let's, let's, right now. I would love to hear let's it. Yeah, let's play this. This this is Air foils make me feel royal. Trust me. Ooh, we. I want PCC. 
Hey, that's All right. it. Hey, 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 listen. Okay. Hey, I'm going to tell you what. This is underwhelmed. The, this is the <laughs> only place where you can advertise and we'll give you a free jingle. We got all kinds. We don't even do the jingles. <laughs> they do the jingles. Come on now. You, you, you're not getting that nowhere. Come on with these billboards. We're ready to go. One. We got an Elvis. It'll we'll play it tomorrow. Nice. I like that. It's an Elvis, a little Elvis riff. For, yeah. which, for which sponsor? I have to go back and look, but I have listened can't to remember, it. Remember, so it really left, left it by quite an impression. I <laughs> it wasn't it, Eddie it look a lot like it? Clay, who worked at the radio station, yes, the radio yes, station, or yes, used to. Yes. But if does. I see this guy singing alone yeah. in a car in a parking lot next to me, <laughs> I'm getting the hell out of there. I mean, <laughs> Eddie's the man. Eddie's, Eddie's awesome. Eddie's All right, Eddie. Love Eddie. We love you, Eddie. All right. So today's top five is things going on in Cleveland right now that aren't getting talked about enough. Mm. Let's start All with five, five should be the Guardians. The Guardians can't lose. It is How's that not five? Talked about. I know. Bull, Why is bull, that not trust number me. one? Bull, trust me. All right, I'll trust, trust you. Me. I'll trust you. All right, let's go to number four. Josh Dobbs is a rocket scientist, and that legitimately needs to be talked about more. <laughs> I, no longer, tr- I no longer trust you because that's terrible. <laughs> I like right, the fact that he's got the Rockets. Shout out. Did Anthony do that? All right, there All right. we go. The Guardians will not, will not lose. All right, that's number three. That is not being talked about enough. That's true. And is that Anthony's face? Uh, did you Photoshop yourself on that, Anthony? No, that's, that's not. Hedges. That's hedges. That looks like hedges. Anthony. Well, you know you what? Look, We're on to something, guys. Like you. We need Anthony to get a Hedges jersey, yeah. throw some they eye black similar. on, put cooking oil in your hair, Yeah. and, and you're Austin Hedges. And Austin, he's batting as well as Austin Hedges, too. Uh, his average is 175 <laughs> yeah. points below Austin Hedges. <laughs> There he is. Yeah, there he is. This is Earl, Anthony by the way. Austin Hedges, Hedges look like. What's up, Earl hey, Earl, Earl's the new guy. Let's welcome Earl to the, to the program. Hey. Yeah, but this is Earl Maldine. He's what our up, new Earl? AP. What up, Earl? What up, what up, what up? Earl's already lost in the soup because he said uh, that, that Jimmy Garoppolo is not any better than Jacoby Brissett. I saw that. On, on, I don't know if he did it on his show uh, listen, or on Twitter. Listen, Earl's coming hot lost with the opinions in the group Earl. chat already. He, he did not wait till day one to start throwing yeah, the right. opinions out. <laughs> no, I know he doesn't. I, I think during the, the game on Friday, Earl, I laughed so hard when I saw this. I think he said something about, looks like number 10 can't catch. <laughs> I said Earl's going to fit in really yeah, oh, well yeah. with this crew. No doubt. We are excited to have Earl. You guys will see him Welcome, Earl. Stuff soon. Welcome, so. Earl. Welcome. Welcome, Earl. All right, we got to finish the top five here. Yeah. Number two, that C.D. Osmond's name is pronounced Jetty Osmond. That makes no sense. We don't talk about it enough that that is the most What do you mean it doesn't make sense? It it's makes no sense. It's a different way. Like, a different country. This man, Jetty, I've never – like, he's the he's the guy who flies under the radar. You know the guy to be at work and you'd be like, man, we get, we get bonuses, raises every year based on the team, right? And he just be here for five, ten years. You're like, dang. Jetty still can get in that bonus? Question for you guys. If you took his picture yeah. and you went out on the streets of Cleveland and you showed it to 100 Clevelanders, how many people tell you who that is? 20. I was going to say 27, 28. I would say I'm, five. I'm, I'm going closer to bull. Yeah. I'm saying 10. 10. I mean, the only one, if you showed him full length, it might No, help. if you give his if contact away If you just showed his uniform, face, yeah, just then his no chance. Yeah. Is this Antonio Banderas? No. <laughs> And are you guys ready for the number one thing I know what number happening one in is. Cleveland that people aren't talking about? Yes. The Guardians can't lose. The Guardians cannot lose. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're in first place. Two and a half games up on the Twins. Listen, we, we know – they're happening. We know they exist. It yeah. is not intentional. We do talk about them. Yeah. They deserve to be talked about more. And, they Bull, do. I'm going to let you start here. Guys, Why do people need to go out and support this team more than they are right now? You know, there's, there's multiple reasons, okay? First of all, they're, they're, they're a – I don't want to say great because they're not great. They're a very good team. You know, as, as fans, we're always talking about, oh, I want the guys to be unselfish. 
I want them to be a team. I want them to love each other. Don't we don't we get a warm, fuzzy feeling when you feel like the players on your team love each other? It always makes you feel good. You know, people are like, well, I want a big name and I want this. I understand all the reasons that the people are mad at the Guardians. I get it. But those reasons are irrelevant right now. It's August. They're overachieving. They're playing way better than the Twins and White Sox, who have significantly higher payrolls. And and they got, four, what is it, 48 games left, I believe, on the season. Guys, I think they got a great chance to win this division now. There's some cu- tough runs coming up. And they've been an up-and-down team all year, so I'm, they're due for another tough stretch. It probably will happen. I'm a little antsy about this road trip where they go to San Diego and Seattle. I don't love that road trip. Although they're playing in Clevenger's pitching that first game, so maybe they'll smack him around. He's been the Padres' worst pitcher. you guys see pitcher. Clevenger's comments on, uh, on uh, the suspension? On Deshaun Watson's suspension? No, 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 no. Oh, on, the, uh, on the Tatis suspension. Oh, I did not see his comments. No. Slammed him. Oh, yeah, games. you know what? I did, Slammed now that you say him. it. Slammed Tatis? And, and made a comment that it's about time, like he needs to grow up and start Yeah, thinking. Clevenger's not the guy to say well, that. Well, listen, that, yeah, right. what I said was, I'm yeah. like, dude, a year ago, you put all of your teammates in jeopardy by sneaking out on COVID. Deaths. I know, yeah, that was. And and he, and he, I was shocked that anybody and he sucked in San Diego. Because usually their worst guys starter. don't come out and say anything right. negative about that. They're like, yeah, it is what it is. But I mean, he Leffinger yeah. came out swinging. He doesn't care. True. He, he no, was really I know outspoken he on the Astros. Like too. if Machado, yes, he was very, very. If hard. Machado would have said it, you would have been like, okay, you know, he's kind of a mentor to Tatis. I get that. Yeah, but but uh, Levenger's saying, I don't think he yeah, has the cachet in that clubhouse. No dude. way, no it's way. Be he interesting has to see how that out plays out now. He, he, he still has time to bury him. Hey, listen, hey, listen, you are fourth. Hey, listen. Matter of fact, we might need to option you down, dog. You, you yeah. can't be talking out of turn. You ain't even. Nah, Clevenger's really out of line no. with those comments. But getting back to the Guardians, guys, they are truly, um, as individuals, they're, you don't look at them and you say, I, at least what they've proven in the big leagues to this point, you're like, I don't know if there's enough guys to be a playoff team. But they play so well as a team, and you don't think about that with baseball as much. Yeah. And they've got key guys, like, Bieber's pitching his best baseball of the year right now. His last now. four games, he's looked like Shane yeah, Bieber. Right? McKenzie's been phenomenal almost the whole yep. season. Classe is absolutely phenomenal at the back end of the yep. bullpen. Karen Check is, is given, although he couldn't pitch in Toronto because he won't get freaking vaccinated. That was ridiculous. But, uh, you know, anyway, but he's been great since coming back. And there was concern about Karen Check. With, of course, with, there was last year, with the spin. Well, the the time of his decline yeah. came absolutely, absolutely in sync with when the spin started. And going think away. about this, guys. They don't have much. Power. They have three guys with double digits homers. Three guys. Well, it's just the way that the organization it's sort fun. of reshaped the way that they scout. They get on base. They run the bases. You got yeah. five guys with double digit steals, which is very you uncommon in this baseball. And their middle infield has been great. And to your Jimenez point, and Rosario. They're 61 and 50. What else do you want? He might win 90 games. So, so you would go if Frankie was still at short and Clevenger was in the rotation. Why would you want Frankie like, in this organization, by the way? Now, Frankie's playing well. We don't need to bash but Joe no, Frankie. No, He's no. having a good season. He's, but the guys they got are doing great. Doing better than – compare the numbers. Yeah, my whole point is, like, yeah. you hear from people, well, they don't ever retain their stars. They're winning. What and else they did do you – retain Ramirez. What else? And they did. They, that yeah. was an exception. That's not going to become the norm. No, I know. And, and he did them a huge solid oh, by did. giving them a, so, a yeah. whole team discount. So, so, so by the way, he's not even playing that great right we, now. We, we got all no, three. Y'all, we got all three of y'all in here. Let me yeah. ask you this question. To prove, I don't even think it's winning or losing at this point. If the any the Guardians won the World Series this year, what significance would that play on on attendance next year? 
Oh, I think they would come back. It would be better, but it would they wouldn't it, sell they're out. Not, they're, they're not going to sell out 455 in, in a row. They, they are 25th in the league. So they're averaging 16,000 fans so it would go, for home games. 25th, it would go up to what? 19? 20th, 15th, I would say maybe. middle of the pack best. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, I, I don't think yeah, it's, and it's you know, After the World Series. Well, look, at the, well, you, you've got a test case. In 16, they went to the World Series and they should have won. Yep. And the next year, they came back and they had another great team and they still finished 24th or 20th. They had a better team. They did. I thought they were better positioned yeah. to win it in 17. And that was with Edwin, and yep. attendance did bump. It right. did go up. But not, not, not but hugely. Not to the level it didn't of, go up to where you'd want to just no, think no. they're a top 10 Wait, attendance listen, team. The guard, because of the, of, of the city and the amount of money in the, in the just not even just the city, in the suburbs, whatever, we understand. It's never going to be a top 10 baseball market. But it's, they sh- there's it no was reason two decades that, ago it was. They, right, but there's no reason that this team should be 25th. No. Because they can – I, I, I've screamed about the payroll. I've screamed about guys a million times. I get it. I, I'm annoyed by the owner. But the bottom line is this team is consistently competitive. They're consistently they've, competitive. They've, they've, over the last decade, they've but done they, more with less but they than still, anybody in the American League. I, I, would, I don't want to bring They still should have spent money to improve the team. Because, by the way, they're only a half game back at Toronto for the third best record in the American League. I don't want to bring this up. I don't like to be that guy. But here's the thing. If you, we told you, if you're a business owner, you own a team, and you said, if I bring you a World Series, it's only giving me three spots on attendance, I'm running a business. At what point in time would they say, do you legitimately think that they would take the team and go somewhere else? That they, that well, is they're a not doing city. that. We know they can't do that. They just their, signed an yeah. extension. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. Right. And, and the and whole worse markets than ours. Well, look and at Oakland. Oakland's drawing fewer than 10,000. Now they're horrible, to be fair. They're horrible, and their stadium and the is like dumb. Right. But even when they were good, they don't draw. But they're averaging 9,000. There are minor league teams that average more than 9,000 fans. Yeah. Look at Tampa right. Bay. I don't know what Tampa's averaging this year. I haven't looked. Tampa, hold on. But, Tampa I mean, they're, is also, they're always near the bottom. They're 28. Miami. They're averaging 14,000 a game. And, and they're and, good. And, and, I mean, Tampa, I will tell you from living there for five years, did a bad part location. of that time they were good. Right. It's in St. Pete. People in Tampa feel you need a passport to go over the bridge. Yeah. The, the, like they, east side, west side exa- here. <laughs> worse. The mistake they made in Tampa was, one, not having an, a, a retractable roof, and two, not being in Tampa. And if, they've tried. Right. I know they they've tried, tried to get really a stadium tough. in Ebor well, City around but that area. Yeah, the problem is tough. Not, Southern, you know, Florida is just not – the people down there, they root for the Yankees, they root for the Red Sox. You know what, already, though? I, 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 I'll tell you, from living there for five years, yeah. this is why I disagree with that. Okay. The, that is one of the best NHL markets in the country. And they didn't know what hockey was when the Lightning came around. They didn't. But when the Lightning consistently won, and I'm yeah. going back to their first Stanley Cup in 04, after that, you couldn't get a ticket to a home game. Yeah, and the Rays the same consistently thing with the do well. <clears throat> the Rays do well. The Rays, the prop, this is why I'm saying it, yeah. it, it, it's two things. On a beautiful sunny day where there's a high likelihood it's going to rain later in the day, the last thing I wanted to do when I was in Tampa, and I loved living in a city with a major league team, was drive across the bridge 30 minutes yeah. and then sit indoors on a beautiful yeah, sunny true. day. That's true. Put a retractable roof stadium in Ybor City, which, which by the awesome. way, yeah. big Cuban population, nobody loves baseball more right. than the folks in Ybor City. Yep. You, you would see them automatically, in my view, you would yeah. see them crack the top 10 in attendance and- if they had this – the quality of organization that they do now, yeah. they would draw fans and they would go to the game. And I would argue they're the only team in baseball that's done more with less than the than the Guardians. They're right there. I, yeah. I, we've talked they, about this. They've a had a lower times. payroll than the Guardians every year for the past yeah, decade. I know. I, I just I, I probably 
I'm too close to some of the guys yeah. with Cleveland, and I love, I, I just love what they've done. They're I the think there are team 28 teams right now that would trade front offices with the Guardians. Oh, yeah. The guard, their front office is phenomenal. It's pitiful and embarrassing that the best run team in town is the one that's viewed third on the list. I know, publicly. It's, sad. It's, it's pitiful. It, it breaks my heart like nothing else. I don't know what the answer is. I honestly don't. I don't know if it's owner fatigue. I'm sure that there is something that, and, and I know this. I don't know what the empir- I don't know what the research is. If anybody's done a, a real research project uh, case on this, study. but I'm telling you, the the number of people that I hear from that say I don't care if they're the Yankees record, they're not the Indians anymore, and I'm not supporting. That's them. part of my final and, take. Uh, and it was you, last you week can too. you can scoff at it and say, yeah. well, to get over it. Yeah. I say the same thing, Bull. Yeah. But it's reality. Yeah. And 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 the, and also, I think the number of season ticket holders that I talk to that are no longer season ticket holders, and I asked them why not, yeah. they said, we weren't even talked to by the owner. We were told by the owner that we're changing the name and here's what it is. There was no, you know, before McDonald's rolls out the filet fish they put it in test markets and see how it's going to be perceived. And then they look at it and say, people don't give a crap about this sandwich. Right. Or they find out, Taco Bell finds out that their taco pizza when they canceled it and took it off the menu, they found out that, oh, my God, people love this, and they're really hot at us. And guess yeah. what Taco Bell's doing now? They're putting the taco pizza back on their menu. Yeah. yeah. And, and to, so, to I, your point, you can't I, ignore that. But those fans would have been mad no matter what. No, but I think, I think there would have been a little bit more of an embrace had there been a contest to it name was, the team. They should right. have done that. I agree. Right. The fun- I agree. I agree. And I that. talked to them about that. They said, we had so much difficulty with trademarking. And, and with being able to find names that were available. And I, I get that. And I don't know if they felt like that. But when, when the Timberwolves There was came, always the option of keeping it the Indians. There was, yeah. The Braves haven't caved. The Chiefs didn't cave. Yeah. The Seminoles haven't caved. But once caved. they came out and said, we're going to examine the name, you knew it was over. Well, they yeah. They weren't going to come like to the end of a, that I process. thought it was a fait accompli when they got the All-Star game. Yeah. And there was a wink yeah. and a nut. You know, they were like, hey, you know, we're going to get the All-Star game, but you're going to drop this But the bottom name. line on all And the Braves this, then pulled the swervy derv and said, yeah, we're good. We'll take the All-Star the bottom, game, and we're still the Braves. Yeah. I think the bottom line is a <laughs> lot. And then baseball said, yeah, oh, yeah? Well, we're moving the all- – we're going to take the All-Star game it, to the whitest city in America. Yeah. <laughs> to, to me, if you don't root for them because of the name change, you were a bad fan to begin with. That's my opinion of it because uh, – and I think people may – just like – I hear a lot of people say, well, we were only mad at LeBron because of the way he left, not because he left. I think that's an excuse. You you may be right. You can label them bad fan if you want. It doesn't change the fact that they're not a fan anymore. Agreed. And the bottom line is when you're a business, that's why when I worked at ESPN, I was always so uncomfortable. And there were a number of us there that were uncomfortable that the company was okay with all of its commentators entering the political space. They learned from their mistake. They, they learned, but they learned the hard way. They kept saying, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay that our people have political opinions. What they didn't take into account was we are in a space in America now where if you disagree with someone politically, they don't want anything to do with you. And I don't know how we got here, but that's where we are. Now, ESPN, after Pataro came in, the first thing he did, the first thing he said to his new employees, guys, we're out of the political business. We can't afford to go there. It'd be like if you put, yeah. if you were selling lemonade, and next to your lemonade sign you said, "I love Trump." Fifty percent of the people aren't going to come They're and buy lemonade, buy lemonade from you. Why would you do that? You know, Why would you automatically alienate fifty percent of your potential fan base? You know, it's the, not a smart move. I love the fact that um, we have differing opinions and we say them, and people still watch. 
But Ooh. here's what we don't know, and here's what ESPN found out. Not the same number of people watched. And here's what yeah. happened with ESPN. At the time where cord cutting was a thing, they did multiple studies, and they said, what's the worst-case scenario on cord cutting? Where would we be? They were 8 million subs below that. Wow. Below their worst-case scenario. And when they do research, they don't ask 500 people. Right. Okay? They go deep. So when the, And that's why ESPN, through the years, one thing I can tell you is they spend a ton of money on research. Most of it they employ. Some of it they ignore. They almost always come back to the stuff that they ignored and said, we got we to pay attention to this. It's too big. And yeah. ultimately what they found was it was, by every measure, hurting their business model financially, not to yeah. the tunes of millions, but to the tunes of tens of millions. One I don't thing, know that changing what, what, the name what, is a political what, thing. What, but one thing, one thing it we became political. One thing we can't ignore yeah. is final takes. Oh, yeah. Let's, no. Good, good G. Bush, thank you for that segue. It is yes. time. We'll, we'll update the good bet, bad bet standings without going over them. But we got to get the final takes. We got eight minutes. Oh, I'm dying takes. to see where where we are on the, on the good bet, bad bet. I, I, Bulls way ahead of everybody. Yeah, I'm dominating. Because I know during my COVID stretch, I wasn't even sending them in. You're a Bulls. mess. And the last two weeks, I haven't even been thinking about them. I've just been firing them off. We're gonna we're gonna meet sometime this week and figure out. I was sending clean. them in even when I was on the West yeah. Coast, and I was getting texted four in the morning. I was on. Yeah. I was on. Bull was on it. He's also. All right. Way ahead of everyone. Here we else. go. So uh, Man, I want to do a shout out to the the, the kids and families <laughs> from my little league team. We 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 got together. Not all the kids, not all the families can make it, but a bunch of the families from my little league team got together on Saturday. We played a family softball game at our little league field. It was mostly adults versus mostly kids, and uh, I went two for three. Oh, I should have been three for three, but I can't run. So who I, were you hitting off of? Kids? The one adult on the other team. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I got two line drive base hits, so I was happy about that. And most importantly, I didn't get hurt in the game. There you go. That's a win. That, that was a win. So we had a lot of fun, and then we, we, we took all the kids for, for pizza. We went to my, my guy Danny over at Sweet Basil and uh, had a great time there. It was just – and if you can, like, I, this has been – this was a – you know, the kids signed the baseball for me. I got cards from some of the families. It really touched me and that I could be an influence on these kids. A couple of parents said, hey, the kids had a great time, even though we finished in last place. But they enjoyed you, your coaching and your po- and it was such a positive experience. It meant so much to me, so I wanted to shout out to the families. Everybody, if you can, volunteer in your community. Do what you can to get kids playing sports and be a positive influence. Don't yell at the kids. Uh, they're eight, nine years old. You don't need to yell at them. They're not going to the major leagues. And for you coaches that are telling kids not to play other sports, you're bums. You're terrible. Kids should play all sports. It should be about having fun. They're not making 99.99% of these kids are never going to play professional sports. So don't treat it that way. I got fall ball practice tonight. I love start it. another fall start ball. Another that's, fall ball. That's real. Start another season. Yeah. Starting. We had our first practice Saturday. All right. My final take is a continuation off last week. Uh, when I was on Thursday, I said I wanted to hear from, from Guardians fans. And ex-Guardians fans, sort of to Jay's point, uh, how much did the name change for the people who said, I never want to, uh, I'll never support this team again. I wanted to hear from you. Have you changed your mind? And I had a smattering of responses on Twitter, and I did receive a few emails from people, and it was sort of 50-50. Some of them said, no, I meant it. I will never support this team again. And I heard from a few people who said, you know what, I was really bitter and angry at first, but I can't help it. This is a fun team to watch, and, and I'm back in. And I hope as time goes on, more and more people will adopt that view it's just a name. And, and, and again, I say that as someone who didn't like it. I said that on Thursday when the name change first came down. 
I didn't agree with it. And it took me quite a while to come around on it. It finally got to the point of like, listen, man, it's just a name. Does it really matter all that much? And to some people, the answer is yes. And the only thing I can say to you is hopefully as time goes on, you will soften that stance and come around because this is the best run team in town. It's not close. I've said that for years. The job Chris Antonetti does, Mike Chernoff does, Terry Francona does. The job these guys do on the field is remarkable. And I hope that as time goes on, if you are in that camp of I will never support this team again, you will ultimately soften that stance and come back around and support this team. Yes, well said. Well said. You know, I'm going to keep mine short and sweet, man. You know, I I just want to say, you know, it was great getting back in the studio, man. Great getting back, all, everybody back. Jay back. Uh, Adam the Bull is back. We back in here. Jason is in. You know, I, I think it's, it's so great because, um, you know, Jay just said something about, you know, there's a lot of things that people can't um, talk about or, or discuss. And one of the things I like about this format is, is we all have varying degrees of what we believe politically, whether we believe in, even when it comes down to religion or, or economics or anything, right? We are all very diverse in our, in our personal beliefs. But the one thing I can enjoy is that, you know, we come in here and we talk about some, some very difficult things. We talk about some fun things. But the cool thing about it is nobody takes it to heart. Everybody comes and talks. We still are, are, are all cordial. We just hang out. And when the camera stops, people might ask, do these guys take it off camera? The, the answer is no. We come out and we do our thing. We, we laugh and joke and see what the numbers look like. And that's a really cool atmosphere to be a part of, no matter what um, you disagree about. It's always never any tension. And that's the coolest thing about this show. I'm glad to be back and everybody back ready, ready for football season. Yeah. Cosign. Agree. Absolutely. Terrific. Uh, Bull, you're final take got me to thinking about uh, the other end of the spectrum. You do what you do for kids and there's nothing more important than doing stuff for kids. But I had a conversation with my wife last week. My wife delivers meals to elderly for uh, Meals on Wheels and she's been telling me for the last two years that she's more and more concerned about the people that she delivers meals to. Most of the people that she delivers to are widowed, elderly, and when I say alone, I mean they don't just live alone, they are alone. They either don't have family members in the area or if they do, they're far too busy to check in them on a regular basis. My wife has told me that there's been this growing trend over the last year in particular for every one of the meals that she delivers. They always say, can you come in and spend even five minutes? Just five minutes. I just want someone to talk to. You're the only person I have interaction with. And my wife feels terrible that in most cases she can only spend five or 10 minutes because she's on a schedule and she's delivering these meals. She's got a lot of them that she, that she delivers. But it got me to thinking about the forgotten part of our society and our population, and that is the elderly. If you have a free 15-minute block in your schedule, and it's only once a week, maybe it's three times a week. Try to do whatever you can to volunteer. There are organizations out there that you can reach out to that are that do just this. Link up people with free time, people that want to help make someone's life better. You can go and you can meet these people, become friends with them, have a weekly lunch session with these people. My wife says it's stunning how those five minutes in the living room having a brief conversation about Tell me about your granddaughter. Tell me about your husband. Tell me about your son and your daughter. 
They just want interaction. They, they miss that desperately. So if you can do that, you can find five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever you can find. Try to do that. Try to find, And if you have a loved one in your life that's elderly, that's alone, pick up the phone, call them, take them to lunch, spend time with them. I promise you, it will make you feel better about doing that than whoever it is you're actually helping. So if you can, give back. Mm. Well All said. Right. That's it's it. Think Nuggets, cross. you got one? You got anything? Dequell Jackson making his first ever Tuesday appearance tomorrow. He's oh, on vacation, he? so Dequell will be on twice this week. What bougie tomorrow. vacation spot oh, did he find this time? Uh, <laughs> I know the answer. Do you have any guesses? Any guesses real quick? <laughs> I'd say it's somewhere where it's ice, ice blue water. I'm saying the Caribbean. Wrong. Okay. I'll let him tell y'all tomorrow, but he, he's, living, right. he's living life well right now. So I, I'm sure he is. I'm no possibly a DD and uh, good shows. Good to have everyone back. And Jay's good. shirt wins the day, by the way. I'm not sure if Steve, can we zoom in on the shirt? Quarterback purgatory. Yeah. It's but, not just the shirt. So the letters in the shirt, inside the letters, are the names of oh. all of the quarterbacks. Oh. Mm -hmm. No Baker. That. I know. I do need to update it. There's no Mayfield. There's, there's no Dobbs. There's no Watson, right? <laughs> you know, I might run out of space on this. But shirt. it is a great shirt. Did you yeah. make that yourself? So a, f a friend of my son-in-law um, trademarked this and started printing them a number of years That's ago. That's good. And he asked me if I, I would yeah. wear one on the air. I'm like, nice. absolutely. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. I will. Because, I mean, doesn't it kind of feel like we're still in quarterback oh, purgatory? Yes. Until Deshaun we Watson got plays. Guy and we're still in quarterback yes. purgatory. Until he plays, it remains. We're yep. in purgatory. Yeah. yeah. Hey, also, put Earl on camera one more time. I want to introduce Earl to our audience. I know we Earl mentioned Pearl. that this was his first day in studio. There he is. Can, can, can he, is he close enough to the mic to give a quick shout-out of who he is and where he's from and what he's about? Here we go, Earl. You got 10 seconds, Earl. All right, what's going on, man? Earl of Pearl, I am a producer full-time here at the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, producer at 92.3 The Fan, host at 92.3 The Fan. Nice. The whole nine, man. I'll be here for a while. All right. Earl the Pearl, welcome, my friend. Earl the Pearl. I have a third hand to raise the camera, hit the button, and hold the mic. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. You get the multitask award of the day. We're taking a 22-hour break. We'll be back tomorrow. Everybody enjoy the day. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. I've got to urinate. <laughs> <laughs>